Uh, we're speaking with Alan Jones, uh, former uh, chief deputy of the Champaign County Sheriff's Office. Uh, just lost the election uh, almost a month ago now to uh, new sheriff Dustin Harmon. Um, let's go back to, to that night uh, for you. Obviously, you've been there 29 years. You were there 29 years. Um, take me back to the day um, and leading up to the day. Did you have any concerns You know, with the day before the U of I with all the, the turnout on campus where you thought things might go the way that it went for you? I mean, concern, yes. And, and a lot of times the conversations I had in, with folks was you go out and you, you, you work your tail off, you do everything you can, but you know, I've, I've always, you always have plan B. And you never know what the outcome is going to be and, and how that's going to play out. So, yeah, in the back of my mind, in many ways, I, I felt very comfortable, uh, you know, with the history and the leadership and the experience that, that I talked about, the activities and the campaigning. I'm very proud that we stayed, uh, Dustin and I stayed positive. We stayed yep. with a, an above-the-board uh, campaign. And, uh, you know, the day of the— the day of the election, and you listen to the pundits, if you will. They say, "Okay, when the early results come back, they'll look this way, and they'll they're likely to be a you'll be down." But then, as the rest of the things come in through the day, there'll be a uptick, and that'll change. And I'm not a politician, so yeah. I really had no reference to to work on from that. Yeah, I'm like okay, whatever you guys say, we'll go through. But uh, yeah, it was I got it was a shock, I think to to many people. Um, but not the end of the world, mm-hmm. and not not necessarily my defining moment, if you will, in, in my opinion or in that of my family and friends. Yeah, as usually the early votes come in, especially with a large turnout in the last few elections where it's been such a large turnout in early voting, you'll see a candidate with a large lead over another candidate who you expect to win. But as as you just said, as an, and this has been my experience watching the results come in, is that the gap closes dramatically and doesn't mean the always person that was losing at first in the early voting results takes over and wins, but usually the gap closes, and that never happened for you in your race or in the other countywide races. It just never got closer. Right. Was that the most, despite the fact you're not a politician, was that the most surprising aspect that it never got, uh, closed the gap? Yes, in that you know you you want to believe what the experienced folks have been telling you, and they tell you this, and you. You know, you trust, but you verify. And as the night went on, I spent time with the family and uh, friends, and mom and dad were there, and my wife, and some really close friends. And they would say, okay, it's going to turn around, right? And mm-hmm. you know, every time as the evening went on, I'd walk by and say, yeah, this is not not going to change. And they're like, yeah, well, yeah, well. And so you're, you're realistic in every approach and very optimistic in everything. Uh, it's not necessarily an experience that I've ever been through before. Mm-hmm. and not necessarily one I really ever want to chase again. Is it's as you as you look back at it, um, how long had you wanted to be sheriff when you took over? When you got there twenty nine years ago, was this the end game for you to be the sheriff? I know your father's career in law enforcement was this the ultimate goal for you uh, that you fell short with? Yeah, I, I mean it, the career goal when you set out those long term goals, you don't get to pick the timeline. Mm-hmm. Right. But, um, you know, I've aspired to be in leadership roles and, and in the agency that I've had a chance to work in the sheriff's office to do the best that I can in every aspect of where that is. But ultimately, yes, it's it's kind of I remember one of the first interviews I ever had with Sheriff Walsh and at the time Chief Deputy Wolf. And they're like, what's your career goal here? And I said, well, I intend to be sheriff. And, you know, whether that happens or not depends on health, depends on where the Lord takes you and, and those different outcomes. But, yeah. When you set those goals and paths go different directions, but ultimately the goalpost was sitting where it was. 
Is is that uh, dream over for you now officially? Are you, are you out of law enforcement in terms of being in a day-to-day member of law enforcement, running for sheriff again? Is, is that over for you now? I've got, at this point, I mean, we're three weeks out yeah, of it, and, and you're still dealing with the, all the different transitions. And I've said this to many people. Most folks have an opportunity to plan for retirement six months out, mm-hmm. a year or more to pick a date. Um, you know, after the election and I get word that the chief deputy's been designated and picked without conversation, that puts me in a position where, you know, I'm fortunate that I could retire. Mm-hmm. But without any conversation or feedback, it's here you go, start planning for your date. So there's some transition. I'm happy to announce that I received my first pay- pension payment today. <laughs> so it's a it's a unique uh, position in law enforcement where we can do that kind of service and then retire at age 50. Um, future in politics is not very likely for me. Um, you know, mine's been public service, community service, uh, to work in that end. And quite frankly, uh, politics is uh, the different animal altogether than, mm-hmm. than working in day-to-day in, in law enforcement. What about a police chief of a community? Because that's not an election-based thing. That's just a city council, village board type thing. Any interest in that? It's too early to say. Okay. I, you know, whatever uh, opportunities are going to come. I mean, what I'm what I'm looking to do right now is to get through this Christmas season yeah. and the holiday and just kind of get my feet on the ground. Um, I've had lots of conversations, and several folks have called with offers, and and it's uh, amazing the the generosity in our community and and the folks are saying, hey, you know, we'll we'll be glad to have you come do this. But yeah, I'm not actively looking to be uh, tied up day to day right now. Having some freedom is mm. kind of a relaxing feeling yeah. and, and a, l- a little bit of opportunity. So I'm going to take the holidays. We'll see what happens after the turn of the year. What has it been like just the last uh, sort of over a week now? You've been kind of a, a free man, if you will, just kind of as far as work-related responsibilities. Right. I'm sure you've got a big, long honey-do list at home. but uh, <laughs> I, could, I, I won't bore you with the details, <laughs> but just simply changing the toilet has turned into an entire bathroom remodel for me. So I'm not <laughs> a handyman. I absolutely belong in, in law enforcement and, and the leadership roles that I've had in the past. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it's a unique and interesting feeling um, to be able to just – not have to get up every morning, mm-hmm. uh, read the News Gazette or listen to the WS and say, you know, what's coming down the road now? What's the, you know, mm-hmm. what what scandal or what what issue in our community is is breaking and and what do I need to do? So, I'm, you know, the, the 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 load off the mind has been tremendous. Now, this week is unique in that uh, Sheriff Walsh's retirement yeah. and John Carlton, the sergeant out of the, the courthouse, retired as of yesterday. Many good friends across county employment are retiring today. We're going to do uh, Tracy Wingler, the highway mm. supervisor, yeah, okay. is going to be retiring. And so there's been a lot of activity. Yeah. I've been able to be around friends and back in touch with the, you know, the family in the office. Um, but I think as December comes along, that'll change quite a bit, and it'll be more about family at home and, and Christmas season and that. Some traveling, I would imagine, for you and your wife? We are. We had pre-planned to, to uh, go to the Smoky Mountains for Christmas vacation with my family, mom and dad. And, and then ultimately now with an extension, we're going to go to North Carolina and see some of her family. So we're going to take a good couple weeks. She's a school nurse at the high school. Okay. And so she gets that Christmas break, and then we'll have our kids out of college and back home. So we'll be able to do some stuff. What uh – as you lead, you, you're the leader of that office just below uh, Sheriff Walsh. Uh, what's the office morale been like the last few weeks with all the changing going on and, and you leaving? And how do, how do you characterize that just in the last couple months and then as you guys are leaving, major leadership is leaving? 
Well, here's the thing, and I, I don't have the day in Pulse anymore. I talk to my close friends, um, you know, the leadership team, Teresa Slines, the executive secretary. I mean, she makes that place run. Dan and I mm-hmm. could be gone, and we don't have to worry because you have her and you have Shane Cook who's the captain, mm-hmm. Carrie Vogus, the jail administrator. That Our crew was tight and very close. Um, so I, I don't know what the day-to-day morale is, but it's, like I told them as we led up to, to the, investig- or to the uh, election and the, and the planning is – our agency has not been faced with a p- possibility of a transition in leadership like this in in many many years. Mm-hmm. You know, Dan Walsh was unopposed, and before that, you had a three-term sheriff and Dave Madigan, and a three-term sheriff and Joe Brown. And y- when you go back, that this agency hasn't faced a transition like that or the possibility. And so, m- much conversation was done at the administrative level. Okay, you know where we planned on going. If I'm not here. Here's the, you know, the roadmap that you can suggest to the new leadership if that's the direction they want to go. And, and the folks that are there now are quality people, good leaders. So they'll do right by the new, new sheriff. Let's uh, kind of look back over your career, some, uh, some highlights. I know a very recent one uh, probably feels good still for you, late August, uh, Sheriff Walsh as well. The last nine years of trying to find the person uh, who killed Holly Cassano. You guys made an arrest in that case. It was a long, hard work, a lot of news conferences over the years, a lot of different events and bumper stickers, and, and I know and a lot of interaction with, with uh, Holly's family and her mom, Tony. Um, is that the biggest highlight in your 29 years in terms of solving a case that was really such a widely known case? You, you know, and Sheriff Walsh and I, you know, you get some credit, you get some notoriety from that, but we we didn't do the work, right? right? I mean, sure. we, you, you have men and women in the investigations division that are brilliant, and they put in the time for that. But we had the opportunity to meet Tony. I was a lieutenant the, at the time of the murder and, and involved at that level, and then, you know, the, the investigators in the day-in and day-out process. But answer your question, yeah, I think that's the highlight, uh, one of those deals where you, you make sure you tell everybody about us what happened in your career. And for me, it's the the technology, how times have changed. And I've always looked at law enforcement from a technology uh, perspective, you know, doing computer crimes investigations and computer forensics, trying to be into the future. But to see something like this take place and how it actually fell into place and and to get some closure for that family, that aspect is is very rewarding and and, and gives you great peace. And, and you hope that then there's now opportunities to solve other crimes that in in very similar ways and it, it also sits you down and you wow what does the future really hold when you start talking about this dna mapping and all that mm-hmm. is that's, that's probably the, the the best moment is there a a moment that was one of the lower ones may not for you specifically maybe for this for the office in general in, in the last 29 years i know that the good one was the the villa grove girl that was found but that's a different right positive and, case but and there's another one that's going back is when the the child was that was abandoned in the field was found i mean they, yes um Go through and 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 reach out and, and think about all the different actions. There's a lot of good things that happen as communities as a result of good law enforcement and good collaboration across the community. Um, the struggles I think are significant in that when you have the, you know, from an when you're an investigator, the day in and day out sex abuse cases and the victimization of children probably dragged you down the most and war on law enforcement administration investigation the most um, from our perspective of jail administrator and chief deputy um, some of the low lights are when 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 people die and and your 
you're working as the responsible party to care for them and you're doing everything you could possibly do and trying to cover every possible outcome and then you have the loss of life that weighs heavily on us and then you, you add into it the folks that I don't want to say they're uninformed but they start immediately blaming and it becomes personal and when those things take a toll on you and of course that's what you sign up for that's your role in law enforcement and leadership but um, those are significant challenges and I saw a great negative impact upon Sheriff Walsh when those deaths happened each and every time and you know then the goal became the problem solver side of me kicked in how do we solve this how do we move forward Mm -hmm. what do we do next which really then sparked the work that I've been doing in the community for mental health substance abuse jail diversion and those kind of things so well let's stick with the with the jail facilities type topic and and that situation that uh, I know that you and the sheriff and others within the sheriff's office in the county have tried to rectify that situation, make a decision moving forward on where the jail is going to be. Is there going to be two locations? Is going to be down to one? Um, is that disappointing that uh, you and Sheriff Walsh would be leaving without any really resolution? Obviously, it's a money-based thing, and so you can't control that. And I, I don't think it's a money-based thing, Mike. I, okay. I think it's an absolute failure of the leadership elected county board members to actually take a hold of something and direct it. And I'm not certain that, you know, if, if, if there's a will, there's a way and a lot of different different ways in government and there's a very vocal group that that is opposed to the consolidation of the jail merely because of the allegation that there'll be more beds and they'll fill it automatically there's there's a possibility that what they say is true probability doesn't look that way if you look at what sheriff walsh has done and the track record of our administration for the last 10 years you're seeing declines in jail populations you're seeing increased activity what happens moving forward different administration, different goals. But we're here where we are now because of inept leadership of the county board and the failure to take a hold and to handle the problem. They still haven't decided what they want to do with the two jail systems. Now there's a new board coming in, and how long are they going to sit around and flip that coin while they try to deal with the nursing home and all that? So I'm not beating around the bush here. It's certainly um, there's some leadership that needs to step up. Folks have been elected, and now let's see what they can go out and do. I know that there are several new board members, and you know, and, and speaking with the county officials, uh, they've kind of pushed back that issue because the their people have to be brought up to speed on what's going on who weren't sitting on the county board, and the the constant turnover on the board. Uh, how much does that just hurt really getting anything done in the county, just from even a sheriff's office budgetary standpoint, let alone the jail facility? Politics aside, it, it's certainly incredible the turnover that they've had, and then to try to. F- uh, bring people up to speed. It's it truly is a complex organization. It's not just something you come in and people can have their opinions and their politics, and that's certainly fine. But at some point in time, when it comes to the men and women that are working in law enforcement that are trying to provide that public safety in the community and in the jail, uh, working in the criminal justice system, if they're not given the resources and the proper opportunity, um, you know, when when ILPP was here to do the study in 2012, Al Kalm- Kalmanoff said in almost every meeting we went to, we recognize, Sheriff Walsh, Chief Jones, that you guys are doing everything you can with the limited resources you have. And, you know, that's kind of a compliment. But then again, it's like, wow, when they recognize that, Mm -hmm. when is somebody going to step up and actually lead in a direction that provides some resources to actually make this turn around? Do you you envision this process evolving somewhere soon, or do you think it's just going to keep wheels keep spinning there? I'm not optimistic. I mean, I've watched 
the county board handle the nursing home. I've watched the county board handle facilities, and I know how that's done. Um, that's their responsibility. Then those who serve in that role can speak for what they've done. I know from looking at the sheriff's office, uh, today is Sheriff Walsh's last day, and we were texting this morning together. Um, very happy, very relieved, very proud of the track record and the work that, that has been done in the, in the last, in his 16 years. And, um, of course, I've been there the entire time, and I, I couldn't be happier to have served with a sheriff such as him. Compare, uh, and maybe just switching topics here, compare being a uh, deputy 29 years ago to now. Obviously, law enforcement is a polarizing thing to some people, and the body cameras obviously is a big change and a lot more of cataloging with that kind of thing. Just kind of how much different is it? How harder is it to be a deputy now than it was when you got into law enforcement? You know, the challenges are certainly different, and, and when you when I go back to 1991 and uh, you know, I started in the jail in, in 88 and in 91 in law enforcement. There there was a lot more community support. And when you were out and about, you weren't necessarily taken for granted. And, and it wasn't assumed right off the bat that everything you said was wrong. Mm-hmm. You, you were taken for your word and your integrity meant everything. And then if there was an issue, it had to be resolved. I remember in 1992 or three, I ended up with one of the first video cameras in a squad car mm-hmm. for DUIs, wireless mic and and a video camera, and I, I knew then that that was going to be the future in law enforcement and actually enjoyed the benefit of having that, to be able to show, here's what happened, here's what I said happened, and you can see it on the video. Now when they've, uh, we've moved to body cameras, the expectations on the, on the deputies and the officers in the street is that much higher. It's, it's the, the body cameras, since we've had them at the sheriff's office, um, have been more work for them and more responsibility for the men and women to have to come in and log all that. But in the end, I think it continues to show that we have a good agency, we have a good employees, and they're doing a great job. And you're not seeing the body cameras providing bad outcomes mm-hmm. or bad results. Yeah. They're documenting good work by the men and women. Now, again, they're not the silver bullet. They're not perfect. But um, definitely times have changed. Well, uh, anything else you'd like to add uh, about your career uh, as you look back on it? Uh, again, that's a long time with one agency, 29 years. It never left. and right. The only uh, full-time job I had. My wife was giving me a hard time. I brought home my uh, all my certificates and letters, the attaboys and that that I've kept in the office, and she's like, I didn't know about any of these things. We really never talked about work stuff at home. Uh, but also, in you didn't bring her back to the office. I no, I didn't. We, you know, I joke. I tell her all the time. I didn't want her to know about the day in and day out personnel and 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 work issues in case somebody kidnapped her and they tortured her. Then you know all those secrets would be out. But yeah. she she was talking about those and and you know I applied to go to Champaign early in my career and withdrew that application, tested for the FBI and passed the test, but never followed through with mm-hmm. the process. The Champaign County Sheriff's Office literally is my, my home. It was my calling, and being able to serve in a leadership role is, is one of the joys of, of my life. You know, my family, my wife, April, and my four boys. I have a, a side job where I get to pretend to, to be a coach and, and, you know, in the community in Rantoul and with baseball. And so I, I'm excited to be able to look back at that and say I don't have any regrets. I'm happy about the service I provide and look forward to, I don't know what's next. You know, I really don't know. I don't have to chase anything down. I'm blessed because I actually get my pension check already. But um, I want to stay involved in our community. I want to stay involved and advocate for our mental health and substance abuse options in our community and jail diversion and find criminal justice stuff. But I also don't want to 
clash or bump heads with the next administration because they have a job to do, and, and I don't want to be a, a hindrance in any way. All four of your boys, are they out of school now? Uh, all four out of high school. Yeah. I, I've got two that are iron workers. One is okay. uh, studying um, precision agriculture is going to be ended up at ISU next year, and the, our fourth son, our youngest, is actually the first one that moved out to college, and he's in Kankakee. Uh, studying up there, and he's okay. actually uh, playing baseball. So we're excited about the opportunity. Hence yeah, the Kankakee baseball that, shirt there. That's what I have on today. Yeah. Well, uh, Alan, I used to call you Chief Jeopardy. Obviously, it's not the title anymore, so we appreciate your time all these years and just working with different situations that came up. Uh, you always answered our calls and our text, right. which you didn't have text back in no, 29 didn't. years ago. No, didn't have a cell phone when I started out. It, it's been an <laughs> honor. I mean, absolute honor. And we are proud, Sheriff Walsh and I are proud of the relationship that we form with the media. You can ask the tough questions. We'll answer what we can ask. But we also relied upon you guys, Michael and Tim and the crew here at WDWS, when we had a message that we wanted to get out. And, and mm-hmm. you were willing to say, okay, we can we can give that message. But we knew coming back you were going to ask us to, to, get, to be accountable and to ask those questions. And we had nothing to hide. We wanted to mm-hmm. play it that way. And our relationship is uh, was, was fantastic. Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy that you can call me Alan. Yeah, and uh, I— Sometimes you refuse to answer some of my questions, but I, I always knew why. It was investigation-based, but I was like, oh, man, just give me that answer. Right. So, well, there's certain things that we want to hold, but <laughs> but it was, it, you know, you were always told that I can't answer that question, and it's because it's related to investigation yeah. as opposed to say, oh, I'm not going to comment on that or I'm not going to snow you. And we didn't, and we're no. happy about that. And uh, hopefully those relationships in law enforcement can help be transparent to our community to show the type of people that we have leading our community. It's been an honor, Alan. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. I appreciate you having me in.